Hey, Babs, and welcome to Bravo Therapy, where healing meets housewives and reality TV gets real. Join me, your host, Lo, each week as we explore how our favorite shows are more than just guilty pleasures. They're a window into our own journeys of self-discovery and growth. I may not be a doctor, but with my honorary PhD in Bravo TV, I'm here to connect the dots between the messiness on screen and our own beautifully chaotic lives. So take a deep breath and and let's get into it. Your Bravo therapy session begins now. Therapy workshop. I'm telling you, seek it. Hey, Babs, and welcome back to Bravo Therapy. Thank you. Okay, you guys, I found I found out that the recording software that I use has media, and I'm obsessed now. I'm 100% obsessed. So... Sorry for how annoying I'm going to be this episode, but the shit is hilarious. The shit is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. We got a production upgrade. That's really what happened. We upgraded. Let me upgrade ya. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So as you guys can hear, I am back with Michael Sheely, my favorite. Hello. I'm so happy to be Hi, here. Hi, Michael. I'm so happy that you're here, especially for this fucking episode. Mm-hmm. Happy Valentine's Day. Woo. <laughs> for those who celebrate. For those who participate in it. Okay, look, I'm just going to say this. I am actually not. I used to be a love Grinch. And I feel like there's been growth because I don't feel like a love Grinch any longer. I don't – I'm like a love Grinch toward myself. Like, no, no, please leave me alone. But when I see love around me, I'm like – you know how I feel when I see love around me? How do you feel? I'm just cheering for everyone. <laughs> <laughs> I love love for everyone. I love except it for, for them. But except for us because we don't need a man. We need a mansion, mm. right? You know our motto. Exactly. But okay, y'all, today is a Valentine's Day love edition of the podcast. Michael and I are going to go through our messy (laughs) dating history and relationships, talk all the mess and the stress, and talk a lot about our favorite Bravo couples, our least favorite Bravo couples. And the ones in between. And the ones in between. We're, it's it's all love, baby. That's what it is today. So I felt really cringy saying that, <laughs> by the way. Um, but anyways, as we do, 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 let's start out with a mental health check-in. Okay, listeners, today's mental health check-in is brought to you by loving your motherfucking self and not needing anyone else. Not a single other AM, person. ASMR version. Okay, I'm on one today. I'm really not. I'm just having my little Zevia soda. We're all good. But 
this is just a fun episode. So literally mental health check-in for the listeners. Y'all, sometimes it can feel depressing on Valentine's Day because you see all this love around you, like people being doing too much PDA. I know that we've all seen too much of like the Taylor and Travis thing. Honestly, though, I wasn't even mad at that. I thought it was really cute. But anyways, I didn't say that. Um, But... <laughs> I know it could be like overwhelming, especially if you are going through a breakup, if you somehow like lost a loved one, um, if you're a love Grinch, which that's totally fine. Um, not everyone has someone in their lives. And this is like one of those moments where it's like just thrown in our face in this homework holiday. And so I just want to let everyone know out there, I fucking love you. Y'all are babs. And first and foremost, we have to learn to love ourselves. And that is a fucking hard process. And that's okay. And I just want us to like step back from all the flashy hearts and things that and gifts and just like really ground into like what love is to us and like what's meaningful to us and how we accept love and receive love and how we accept and receive love from ourselves. And I think that's like the original source. And so I am inviting everyone, including myself, to really kind of turn away from the commercialism of what today is and instead turn into and lean into doing something once a week, right? Or whenever you can that makes you feel loved by yourself. That's just my little mental health check-in today. Um but let's see. What's my mental health check-in? Okay. Well, here's my mental health check-in. Y'all, there was not an episode last week. <laughs> As I'm sure you can tell. I had all intentions of doing an episode last week, but I was also at a conference and I've noticed that when my schedule gets thrown off, it's really hard for me to like be in the norm. And I'm going to be honest, like I did bring all my podcasting stuff with me and I just like was fucking exhausted. And I kept thinking to myself like, okay, I can force myself to do this and I know that will come through in the episode or I can kind of live by what this podcast is all about and take some time and just like do what feels right in my body because at the end of the day, like I want to give y'all like my presence and just like my whole self and I wasn't able to do that like I was barely able to do it with myself last week. So uh, especially when I'm in, I don't know if everyone else feels like this, but I was in a conference setting and I did go and visit some friends and coworkers that live out um, out in San Diego, which is where I was. And it was just social, social, social. And to let y'all know, I am an extroverted introvert. So I – people think I'm like an extrovert because – When I'm in a social crowd, I will be like talking to people and just interested and all up in the mix. But 
I will also start to just be like, um, <laughs> overload, overload, <laughs> social overload, and I need to peace out. So I will say that was kind of my test of last week was that I was feeling just so socially overwhelmed. And I felt like that before, especially like going to co- several conferences back to back throughout the year. I travel a lot throughout the year and I'm on a lot of meetings for work. And I think I, I was actually proud of myself last week because on certain days where I was invited to go to some things, I used the power of no as an entire word. I said, no, I'm not going to that. <laughs> I'll see you at this thing, but like I'm not going to that. And I didn't feel like I needed to explain myself. Um, I left the conference like before anyone could see me one of the days and just went straight back to my hotel knowing I had a dinner that night. Went straight back to my hotel, had a drink at the bar, went up to my room, got out of like my work clothes, put my jammies on, cuddled up in the bed and watched Griselda, which holy shit, like that's a whole nother level. Like that show is so fucking amazing. I could do a whole well, – that's not reality TV, but it is kind of reality TV because it's based on a real story. But It counts. I, the same sub, sub it counts. It, it counts. Yeah. And also all, re, all roads lead to Bravo. And Sofia Vergara was on with Alexia a few weeks ago. So – technically bravo really bravo by proxy so but anyways so i sat in bed watched an episode chilled the fuck out with my little prosecco and then like felt so renewed i didn't even take a nap i just felt so renewed got up put my like little work outfit back on went out to this dinner and was able to spend like another two hours socializing because i got that refuel And I just continued to do that throughout the week and take myself out of moments that I did not want to be in and take myself away from situations that like I didn't want to be in. And I think that what I learned is that we're all – we are all made of energy, right? We are all energetic beings. So at the end of the day when people are like, oh, I feel energy, like I feel energy, I think we all feel energy. The the difference is that sometimes – and this could be in different stages in our lives, right? Sometimes we get so wrapped up in like the entire world that's going on around us, everything that's being thrown at us, capitalism, like we're not good enough, this, that, all the distractions and all the day-to-day and the overproductivity that we distance ourselves from ourselves, which is when we can't feel energy as much or we don't tap into it. I think we still feel it. We don't tap into it. So we won't We'll feel exhausted at the end of the day, but we won't like know why, right? And I think that now when I'm in larger groups of people, I realize like I can't always fully decipher from each person like whose energy is like adding and who's subtracting. So it's just like all this energy thrown all over when I know like, Michael, when I'm with you or like when I'm with like some of my like really close friends, that when I spend time with y'all – it's like adding energy. It's fueling me as opposed to draining me. And you can't really control that when you're in situations with lots of people, whether that's in the workplace, whether that's when you're out like doing your grocery shopping or doing whatever. We can't control the energy from other people around us. We can only control ourselves. And so that was really where I was at last week is like how do I control my energy and what I let in? And for me, that meant that I had to take more time to refuel. And that's why I didn't 
do an episode. And next time I'll be better about communicating, not doing an episode. But I just say that all to honor that we don't have to be like consistency does feel key. I mean, I've had people tell me about like that in the podcast space, like consistency is key. Consistency is key, but also so is mental health. And so that is another balance I'm trying to find and give myself permission. So that is my mental health check-in for the week. Michael, let us know yours. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just want to comment that, you know, perfection is a tenant of white supremacy culture and we're not trying to like replicate that in this space and so I want to commend you for listening to yourself and not trying to push something just to maintain this image of what it means to be like a perfect podcaster like have like something be perfect plus this is like your baby it's your passion project we don't want to make it into something that's feeling like it's taking away from that passion I want it to be fun forever. Like I want it to be fun forever and I want this to feel like community and I want to be authentic to like what I'm talking about and I know I'm not perfect and none of us are and I think that like modeling that and this is helping me be accountable for as much as hopefully it's helping other people hearing different perspectives. Um, So thank you. I And it's I take all the little wins that I can get because you know, right? Like because I know that even a year or two ago, I would have been so hard on myself and I would have probably led to me quitting because there was a moment like a day or two ago. I was like, I haven't even posted on the Instagram. I haven't said anything like I'm going to lose followers. Um, no one's even listening to me anyway. So, you know, my, my estupidez, you know, my yeah. internal, yeah. <laughs> my my intrusive thoughts, my estupidez. Um, but I told them to go rot in hell. And so they did. And I just sat there and rested. <laughs> so... Yeah, well. But what's going on with you, my love? (laughs) Well, I think that community is a good kind of way of introducing or like leading into my mental health check-in. Admittedly, I've had a, I had a really rough day today and it's been like a pretty rough like month just at work and with um, a lot of things like with my health and everything. And so I talked a little bit the last time I was, I was on here and so like when it comes to valentines for me it's like a reminder of thinking the people who have really stuck around and i'm going to talk a little bit more about that when we check in about our self-love journeys um and how i'm definitely still on mine and how yeah and i've been also feeling a lot more comfortable with being alone again not in terms of like in a relationship because truthfully I haven't been in a relationship in a long time. So um <laughs> I've had lots of time <laughs> to get used to that. But um but just like be alone. Like my computer is resting on top of a puzzle I've been working on on in the theme Ooh, of we love. love puzzles. I've been watching all of the new Love Island All Stars, which has just like incredibly messy. Like I don't know if anyone else is watching it out there. Like I I've ne- like every single episode like people are fighting and it's it's just a lot of like reminders of why I'm single and why I'm not ready to date and why all this nonsense that I don't want to deal with. Oh. Love Island and dating shows are so good for mm-hmm. that, but I watched the first episode uh, of it because it will like pop up on Bravo after a certain point, I think on Thursdays now. Oh. Um yeah, I know. I mean, I have Peacock so I can go watch it, but it like in 
I was up working. Um, and it came on. We won't talk. Listen, boundaries. I'm not always following boundaries. But um, it came on and I watched the first episode and I was intrigued. So I, I'm going to go back probably this weekend and, and watch and then we can chat about yes. it. Oh, it's it's pretty good. And I don't normally like Love Island is an investment. Like that is a lot of time, especially when you're That's catching up. It's so overwhelming. It's like every day, right? Yeah, it literally is. There's 23 episodes right now. I am on episode 19, all because of this puzzle, because I've been sitting here <laughs> doing this It's puzzle. a good, like, puzzle, like, mm. or, like, something you do that's in the background. You're kind of focusing on it, but you're not, like, 100% oh, in it. Oh, exactly. And I'm, I'm a little tired of seeing the same people, because Love Island Games just happened, and, like, a bunch of them are from Love Island Games, and because that's a Peacock show, and this is, like the uk one like they can't mention that they were on it and it's like really annoying to me that they can't mention that they like met on speak speaking specifically about georgia and toby who i'm over i can't i can't deal with them i really can't is he the one who has the um vampire teeth yes i don't know okay, how yeah. he, <laughs> he pulls so much and i will never really understand it um he's cute until the vampire teeth come out because yeah. then i think he's gonna like well every time he's on blood. my tv he gets a little <laughs> bit uglier because just because of all the freaking his... crap he pulls uh, well i could tell he was a fuckboy the moment i saw him i can smell a fuckboy i mean we'll talk about yeah. this but i can now smell a fuckboy from a mile away it's my superpower it truly is a superpower but i learned it through trauma <laughs> <laughs> It's one of those lessons that this you're is how I could have read a definition, but instead I had to relearn it over and over and over and over again. Like, really? I mean, no, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for this. Mm. <laughs> but here we are. Exactly. The other show I've been watching in the theme of love is Couples to Thruples. What? It's a whole, <laughs> you know, it's basically... <laughs> It's about these like polycurious couples who want to have a third. Oh. And like the sentiment is there. Um in practice it's just a sh- it's just a shit show. I don't think it's a great representation of polyamory, but you know, reality TV is what reality TV is and it's it's going to do what it does. It's going to do what it does. <laughs> so that's been kind of getting me through and I can say Wait, what channel is that, that on or what um network? That's on Peacock. Channel. God. I'm like a grandma. <laughs> when you said channel, channel, I was like, oh, "What do you mean?" Sunny- <laughs> What's a channel? <laughs> I was like, "Um <laughs> what oh my god that what did you say did you say channel (laughs) i told you guys i was gonna be using these tracks oh my gosh and i'm gonna be uploading more so just get ready for it (laughs) i'm so excited for that and so would you ever be like i don't know a thruple i just it's too much admin yeah you know there <laughs> like, are ethical ways to be polyamorous i've seen it in my like life um yeah I'm, people i'm very close to are polyamorous um there is like a t- like it, it is hard to be like a couple that adds someone in especially if you're still rooted in monogamy like that's just well yeah, yeah. and so these like poly and is that that's what this is because there are mm-hmm. they're just testing it out it's not like oh we've already been doing like not like sister wives or whatever yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not polygamy. This is <laughs> that. That's not. An, what's the difference? What's the difference? Well, uh, you know, I mean, there is certain levels of like sister wives, which is um, 
consensual, but a lot of polygamy is not consensual. So like, and it's not like considered ethical. So I'm not an expert in polyamory. I don't claim to be, but that's not the same. Um, polyamory would just like, it's like, it, it can look a lot of different ways than just like three people in a singular relationship. Like one person can be dating another person and another person can be dating another person. And then like that polycule is like, they're not all together together, but they're dating. Okay. There's like so many ways to be polyamorous um, that this show is like not at all kind of addressing. It's just addressing like what you think about. Uh, like a typical. Yeah. yeah. And it does come off as like the people who are the singles are deaf, like are polyamorous have been in polyamorous relationships and not there's like one couple it's only been three episodes but there's like one couple that um i think her name's like Corey, and then the guy's like wilder or something he's so gross to me i, I there's something about him that just well, gives his me name is egg. wilder so. yeah um but they <laughs> seem to be doing well in terms of communication and like talking and like developing trust everyone else is like a hot mess it just a hot mess express and i think that it's because wilder and Corey have had like past experiences versus like these people who are just kind of like is this for me you know it's it's just a mess but it is it has been um it is it's giving me a little bit of life because it is just truly um yeah it's doing a lot and so yeah I've that's been part of it I have this like you know when we're talking about like an intrusive I don't even know this is not really an intrusive thought but like a thought Mm -hmm. that does spark some fear in me is like because I'm a little bit more recluse right now like Am I cutting off all my relationships? Am I going to come out of this like little hermit mode, like completely alone? Like those are some things that I have been thinking about. And I don't really believe that a hundred percent, but it is like, just like that thought of like, what's going to happen. And also because work has been so rough, I'm a lot more like, like not really wanting to socialize as much because I Mm -hmm. have to deal with so much on a daily basis. But I do have to say that things feel really serendipitous about tonight um, and how I'm already in like a much better mood. I'm, you're going to see my true Gemini self because I'm a little tired. So I'm not going to have any type of filter. Um, Uh, Perfect. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Catching you right at the right time. Yeah. My headphones got here as soon as we started to record. So we had like, I know it was, Oh my gosh. I was so happy about that. Mm. I do want to say like, as I would call myself, an expert recluse very much an expert i you know me you won't see me for like months Mm. i will just disappear like it's like i fell off the face of the earth and i love it so much and i think i've at this point pushed everyone out of my life that like does not accept (laughs) like there i don't feel like there's any person in my life anymore maybe i'm missing one or two people that like are like, hello, hello, where are you? Da-da-da. You just fall off the face. No, like it's truly now just like, oh, Laura's doing her and she's – and it's the most liberating feeling. Mm-hmm. And if you do have relationships that break off because they can't understand that you need to spend time with yourself, I'm going to tell you like this is a moment for you, right? Because it will reveal 
people that aren't for you and shouldn't be in your energy field and maybe have been like taking your energy and not like refueling it. You know what I mean? That's true. And I think that that's like a beautiful thing, even though it's scary and it's sad. It's I'm not going to lie. Like it's sad. Your 20s are that, especially like the second half of your 20s are 100% that moment where you see like some people like being flushed out of your life that like were not meant for you. But it's never, it's not a reflection of you it's like it's just sometimes you're both on different paths and like that's what it is and that's okay mm-hmm. i mean you that's know? so true yeah that is like so 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 true and so yeah. i hope y'all we can be if you have people in your life that you feel really close to i hope that you remind them that that you care about them and love them and hold them in support and and whatever reason, for whatever reason you don't, I hope that we can be part of that tonight. You're, you're here with us. Yes. Um, yes. And we're so grateful for every single one of you. So, but, um, yeah. So grateful. Honestly, so grateful. And we just got to 61 followers on Bravo Therapy Instagram. I'm so excited. Um I actually started the TikTok. Now I just need to be more consistent about it, which I will start to do. I have all these ideas, but TikTok takes a lot of like time and effort, (laughs) which, you know, um, but I started it. So there we go. Like I actually posted a couple things. So look at, look at us growing. (laughs) Hashtag growth. Thriving. We're thriving. It's February and we're thriving. So, okay, let's get to our Bravo breakdown so we can get into the love of it all, okay? Okay, Bravo breakdown, our Bravo shit that we're just calling out from this week. And the first one is last, yes, last night. Yeah, we're last so night. we're actually recording this on, <laughs> on Valentine's Day. Y'all will hear this the next day. But last night was... What was it? The third episode? Yep. Was it the third or the fourth episode? Episode three of Vanderpump Rules. And the worm was warming. I almost broke my fucking TV. I watched this episode twice. And like the second time I wanted to vomit even more. The, The victimization, this victim mentality, the narcissism, the rumors, the husband, the narcissism, it's all spewing out of Sandoval. And just mm-hmm. when I thought I could not despise a person more, it, it, he threw the performance of his life that really put me there last night. Yeah. Well, before we even continue, I want to pause you and ask you, when you think about your experience watching him, what was your internal experience? Like, what was your body? How was your body reacting? What did you feel like you wanted to do in response? I know you said you wanted to, like, vomit, but I want to hear your exact My vagina became a clam and went inwards. <laughs> and all of a sudden, it, like, sucked up into itself and like like it was scared and needed me to hold it like that's what it was <laughs> and I know where that's coming from <laughs> that was gonna be my next question it just like does does that make sense I, yes. to you yeah oh 100 okay I Michael's therapizing me right now I see what's <laughs> happening because he knows exactly why I feel the way I feel about him well not Michael but whoa, yeah. Sandoval yeah last night was really rough for me to watch because it was like getting an insider's look into the last relationship I was in. For Just for reference, 
the last person I dated was the most trash of a human ever. I mean, this was like a traumatized person also, like very much so. Um, And I understand that. And I'm also not – that is no excuse to treat another human the way this person did. But in a nutshell – oh, sorry. My dog is tripping all over in the background. Ivy always needs to be part of this. And by the way, shout out Ivy. Her birthday is on Friday. She's going to be six years old. Um, I know my little six year old, but so the last person I dated was in, oh my God, 2021, like from 20, the end of 2020 to into 2021. And essentially this person love bombed me like no other, like was telling me he loved me three weeks in sending me, oh my gosh, sending me like songs, like songs are my love language. Sending me songs because I have such an eclectic like taste in music. He was sending me songs. I'm like, oh my gosh, he likes all these eclectic different like songs. I like, y'all, I realized at the end of everything after like shit went down that the songs he was sending me were because he found them on Spotify on my playlists and like pulled songs from my playlist. The calculation. And that's why he – the calculation. So anyways, I – he was a complete narcissist. I know this fully because I had to go to therapy after like everything he did. It turns out he was cheating on me with like several different people, one of which had been pregnant multiple times and then eventually I think I had his baby. Um, So it was a whirlwind but a lot of the – and I didn't know what narcissism was at the time. I thought a narcissist was like someone who just talks about themselves all the time and I was like, I must be a narcissist. Um, You know. Maybe we, we should try something. to like read the actual definition of a narcissist because it is – Yeah. This In this case, I sign off on it. I know that – I can't technically – Well, my therapist yeah. signed off on it. This person was like very emotionally dangerous. Yeah. And it is one of the um, most – overused and like overused terms yeah I don't use this term exactly lightly on this person like he was very manipulative and um had a very traumatic background and it was very clear like the things he was doing um but I will say like a lot of the behavior I had I had this person had projected on me and like put me through um I didn't know – like, I didn't notice it in the moment. And then now, like, after I, like, reflected and after everything happened and after lots of therapy and healing, I – and reading a lot more about, like, narcissism and, like, where it stems from or can stem from or, like, what these signs are, I realized, like – I started to see those signs, like, after the fact. So last night in the episode – I was seeing so many of these little, like, factors that I had not seen at the time of that relationship in Sandoval. So, like, the whole thing where he was um, talking about how much he loves Raquel, right? All of a sudden, now he's like, I love Raquel. Like, we'll talk. Like, I'm so worried about her. I was so mad that these comments about that Sheena had said with Nima about her on her podcast, like – she was just like so down. I was so worried about her. And then in the next breath at his birthday, she, he's the victim because Raquel's the the bad person now, right? Because he's like, you know, mind you, she's at, 
you know, a wellness mental health facility, where she's getting help that she needs and the time to focus on her because clearly, as she said, at the end of last season, at that final like episode or um reunion episode right at the end when she was saying Tom was all I have he's going to be so mad at me if I say this like da, 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 da. you can already see those controlling tendencies Tom is all I have right and then now he's turning it and being like well I thought Raquel would like have found a way found a way to reach out to me on my birthday sir you're like 41 you don't need people Oh, happy birthday to you. You're not a three-year-old. Maybe you are mentally and emotionally, maybe. But like you are not. And the fact that you're saying that this woman who needs to focus on her mental health, her wellness, herself, because she hasn't felt like she's had that, is not reaching out to you, finding a way to reach out to you when she's in a facility. Like what the actual fuck? And I saw that in my relationship before where it was like I would try to be there for this person and like I would lose myself for them. And then the moment I would start doing something for myself, I'd go out with my girlfriends. It was like, well, I thought that you cared about me, but you didn't even reach out to, you know, let me know. And it was never like it was like I was the bad guy. It was Mm. so things like that were just so fucking triggering to me. So triggering. Yeah. I mean, that makes perfect sense. The blaming. Yeah. He was blaming everyone. I mean, he did the same thing with James. James comes in. He says, hey, James clearly asks for an apology. And he was really – he didn't even need to go there. He was going there asking, like, are you going to apologize to me? Like, that was his fiance. That was his fiance. Yes, they were broken up. But, like, Tom has known James now for, like, nine years at this point. And the fact that Tom then turns to him is like – well, are you going to apologize to me for what happened 10 years ago with someone who dated Kristen? When it was like James didn't even like – they barely knew each other at the time. He just kept switching – like the whole thing where he sat with Sheena and was like, yeah, Sheena, <laughs> yeah, Shania Twain <laughs> and like wanting to be besties with her and then like flips it back on like, yeah, well, Sheena, like if you would have done this and you were like bad-mouthing – so it's like he goes from like being, oh, like I want to be – close that I want to be near you and then like gaslighting like right away and it was just so very clear and I think when you go through things like that and you become aware it just becomes like very scary and I think that's what Lala meant um last year when she said that like you you're terrifying yeah I 100% agree um, we cannot and are not diagnosing anybody as a narcissist just as like a funny well that's not what this podcast is we've already said um, that like no one's doing that but I was, I'm okay. he has narcissistic tendencies I mean that is like yeah, what that, that's what I was gonna say was happening there's a lot of um of that kind of behavior that's being seen and it's really um I have such a hard time watching this kind of I mean even just like from like obviously um this is a very specific trigger for you and just like on the opposite side for me I have not had that specific experience and like it's just still hard to watch um and to see like now like Lisa's getting involved with it and um and it just and it I don't know because okay what am I trying to say right now 
Um, I don't know, but the theatrics were not there for me. Even if you're not calling it narcissism, it's an it is we're watching emotional abuse. No, one hundred percent. This is emotional abuse, and it's what a kid like children will do this right because they're trying to figure out how to get their way, and they're trying to figure out navigate like accountability. Like that is you know. But it's really scary to watch adults do this in a manipulative way because it's very clear he knows what he's doing. And whether that's because, like, he's done it for so long so that is just what he knows and that's his survival instinct. That's what I always wondered about my ex. I was like, is he just, like, that manipulative and psychotic or is he just, like, a sad child? And, like, truly my therapist was like, it it's probably could be both. either one. We don't know. Or it could be both. And she's like, that's why a lot of times, like, like people, like, who are maybe, you know, on the verge of being, um, like, not sociopaths, but what's the other one? Psych- Psychopath is the technical word. Psych- yeah. oh, is that the technical yeah. word? But, like, she's like, they can't, like, they tend to be narcissists. But, like, a narcissist is not a, a psychopath, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's not – it's just not equatable, but sometimes there can be, like, overlap. But I'm like, which one is it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the scary part. And what I'm, I just want to agree with you and highlight some key things that you said. Like, um, the highlight is how scary it is when an adult acts – uh, like similarly to a child because like how much power does an adult have versus a child has a child is small typically doesn't have a lot of like these complex relationships doesn't have the ability to have control over someone typically and you know except for the parents you know but when your child's lying to you you're kind of like well let's talk about that and when it's an adult um because trauma can be like this can cause these oh my god restart that but basic yeah um i'm like chipping up my words right now it's okay um yeah like this idea of a child being in like an adult body this idea of like how trauma can craft our behaviors because there is theories that narcissism is a form of complex PTSD or it's on the spectrum of complex PTSD or like the trauma spectrum, which we can get into one time if you ever want to. But um, yeah, so it, it's on there. Like th- these are behaviors that someone is able to use these behaviors to get what they want traditionally. And that is how they've done it for such a long time. And the one thing about narcissism is that because of all these like really intense protective parts that are causing so much damage to everybody else around them and honestly to the person who is perpetrating them as well mm-hmm. it would take like an ego death like it'd be so painful to actually like acknowledge that that you don't ever see them go to therapy it's like really hard because i, I was what was it i don't know if i saw it on on Vanderpump Rules, but there was something that was like, oh, narcissists go to therapy because, yeah. Well, Sheena said, yes. and and my my therapist said the same exact thing to me. She's like, a narcissist is never going to admit that they're a narcissist. They're not. I mean, there's this um, there's this really great guy. The mental. Oh my gosh, I gotta I gotta find him. He is a recovering narcissist. Um, this is like that's his 
like brand, right? And so he does, and he has been going to therapy, and he does like talk a lot about how much he had to like go through to like understand these tendencies. So he helps people understand narcissism, and like he's like a recovering narcissist is like forever going to be his um, journey because it's so much unlearning. But like the the wildest thing is like it was point in case in that in that moment when Sheena said a narcissist is never going to admit they're a narcissist and Sandoval's response was yeah that's why Lala won't admit she's a narcissist yeah she is one I was like what the fuck like the way that I was watching all of this it was like a case study and I was like and I'm not saying it's like a case study on exactly what narcissism is but like the emotional abuse manipulation Mm. gaslighting you cannot tell me that not none of that was happening throughout and then juxtaposing it with the yes people in his life those he's like I'm so glad for the people that are there I'm like those are the people you need to worry about because those are the people who are going to say yes to you and they don't care like the one thing about Sheena is that she does care about Sandoval Mm -hmm. because if she's the only one talking to him because she wants him to do better and she cares about him more than like he cares about himself honestly truly deeply because she's not putting up with his bullshit 100%. And these other people are like, mm, yeah. Like when Jason was like, yeah, he just came in here real hot. I was like, no, he didn't. He could have just not come. And he came to just try – James came to just try to get like some sort of like apology and understanding. And Sandoval couldn't give him that. I mean even yeah. Tom said like you should have apologized to him. <laughs> yeah, like James gave him the opportunity to take accountability. And accountability all those things always be a thing that I like – I'm like that that's the hill I will die on is the fact that <laughs> accountability is um so vital and also is one of those things and it's so rare. Yeah, it's so rare. <laughs> like... And part of that is because of how we position accountability in society. Um mm. because mm. of the systems we have in place, it's impossible. Well, it's not impossible. I take that back. Redacted. Um it is in... <laughs> We never heard yeah. it. We never heard it. Um there are certain things where you could your life is completely done if you take any type of accountability for it and there's no room for like recovery but we're not talking about that um yeah we're talking about just simple accountability simple i and he's like so i don't it's so hard because it's like do you even trust when he says like oh i fucked up do you actually believe that like it just doesn't come off genuine and so He's always like, how many times do I have to do all blah, 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 blah? And it's like, well, people don't. Everything yeah. I say is always just going to be, no one's good. But look at the way he says it. He never sits there and says like, you know what? I'm really sorry. Mm-hmm. It's always with this like acting. Like it's an actor. Yeah. The way it comes, he's like, mm, mm, mm. Mm-hmm. he's looking to the side. He's like so emoting. It's like, this is an act. Yeah. This is an act. 100%. And you, it's not genuine and it doesn't happen overnight. Yeah. And that's why no one believes you. Um, also, I just want to say the person is – his name is Lee Hammock. And he's mental healness with three S's on Instagram. I love that. And I think he's probably on um, – he's probably on like TikTok and stuff too. And he's a self – he's a motivational speaker but a self-aware NPD – humor plus healing <laughs> not like us <laughs> minus the npd yeah. um but which is what n- narcissistic personality disorder yes that, that's Sorry. what it stands okay. for yeah so anyways like it was a fucking triggering episode for me. yeah 
I bet. I'm sure for, I'm sure but, for and so I many just, people who first yeah. yeah y'all write in if or like send DMs if you have you know have thoughts on that because I think it was yeah there was a lot there was a lot going on there that could have been triggering last night so I just want to name that and it was a lot um and I'm gonna get to the second Bravo breakdown later in some of the stuff we talk about but because I feel like whoo that was a breakdown. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just celebrate a little bit of love right now, you know? Um, so, Michael, we've kind of talked about, like, our thoughts on Valentine's Day. But I want to just see what's in store for us. Again, this is all just via the internet. <laughs> but I pulled up from one of my favorite um, – one of my favorite like Instagram sites that does like all like full moon stuff and horoscope stuff, um, moon omens. I they have the whole like your love life in 2024. So I'm gonna read ours and we're gonna respond. Okay. 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 Gemini. <clears throat> Dear Gemini, your love life is under construction in some way this year which won't really bother you. You'll find it pretty easy to accept the rhythm and cycle of your love life as it is. You will have great support in your love journey to make the right decisions, to explore different options, to experiment, and to change your current situation. Your love life will be affected by two eclipses that will be happening in Libra this year. This is a big, by the way, that's in all caps, theme. (laughs) This brings huge changes and shifts and these are events that are meant to be, that are fated and that are necessary and unavoidable. (laughs) I don't like that word. (laughs) I hate that word. I love avoiding everything. So (laughs) like, what does it mean? I'm going to avoid it. I don't care if it's unavoidable. (laughs) You said pew pew. Exactly. (laughs) Dodging. (laughs) I'm going to have to leave the point. Wow. I don't know. You said blast off, bitches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wish I had a rocket sound. <laughs> he said, I'm going Buzz Lightyear. Full Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> He's like, put me on fucking Elon Musk- Musk's <laughs> rocket <laughs> and take me away. <laughs> I'll be floating in one of those oh space beds before they catch me. <laughs> But catch me out there. Yeah. Or don't. Actually, don't, don't catch, catch me because I'm trying to run from you. Find the black hole. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But honestly, it seems like po- – it seems positive. It seems like a – it's like the it's the path that you already seem to be on, mm, like starting this year Because I am not like too pressed right now about yeah. like my love life or like finding somebody to be in a relationship with. And I have like entered this year – feeling as though I found the people who really have I have a good faith relationship with in terms of like they hold me accountable which I feel like will always be the highest form of love is accountability yes um 100% they listen to me they make me feel understood you're included in that Laura I love you so much um I love you and I who who just want the best for me and I think that one of my main goals is so that I don't sabotage that. Um, yeah. Cause it is deeply uncomfortable for me to receive care from people. And that is 
like my primary goal in therapy right now, exposing myself like yeah. that, is to be able to receive care from y'all because it sometimes is uncomfortable for me. Um, and that's no like shame on like that that's a me problem uh yeah it's not anybody else and and the people who love you understand that and I think for you to be able to like say name that and say that out loud is like a huge step in the right direction um because it's easy to just like avoid even saying that right and like accepting that so I think saying that is so important and I honestly want to say that I think I'm grateful that you said that and that you said that here into a microphone because I'm telling you like there are probably so many people out there listening um, that feel the same way, that are experiencing the same or similar things. And I, that's so important to hear, you know? So thank you. Yeah. I'm excited to see. Like, I'm coming back to this, like, halfway through the year, and we're going to see, like, how that matches up. But it already is sounding exactly like you're already – delving into that space like yeah putting your feet in the sand yeah it's kind of weird but I guess that is I know like the stars right it happens I love when that shit happens okay Okay. should I read my own I'm fucking scared because okay let me name what's happening in my body right now yeah because yeah I I love that you say that to me because then I try to do that like in real life and I think that's so important like touching into like what's my body telling me we you guys like so much of this world and capitalism and patriarchy like truly tries to get us to be outside of our bodies and it's so fucked up because what our power lies within being connected to our bodies like our body is our natural energy source it's the natural our natural space of like telling us those those intuitions we feel are our natural like <laughs> inclination to keep ourselves safe um so speak on it name it yeah name it. <laughs> name them name them i'm gonna name them but so going I'm going to say, like, I love reading Moon Omens. And when I see anything about love stuff, I get mad and I just, like, don't look at it. Um, So this is the first love thing I'm going to read from Capricorn. I don't like it because I I was traumatized, I will say, like, after that last experience. I mean, you saw me go through some shit after that. I was, like, a shell of myself. I will say I'm in such a better place now, but like I'm now about my business. I like am like doing so well in my career, like all these things that I wasn't putting all my energy into because I was putting myself into a person. And I think a lot of like going back and thinking about love makes me feel like I don't have contr- – if I get into like a love relationship or I let me sel- myself even open up to that, then I'm going to lose everything I have and lose myself again. Um, so I feel like there's a little bit of distrust of self that I need to work through. Um, but I guess this is where we're starting. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm scared. Um, okay. Dear Capricorn. What? <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, <laughs> you can expect some radical. Oh, God. I'm already scared. <laughs> Not the radical. I don't like radical. Not radical. <laughs> can I take unavoidable? Like I like that better than <laughs> radical. <laughs> okay. You can expect some radical long-term changes in your love life this year, and they may surprise you and even shock you positively. I don't like surprises. Only like fun ones. Only fun ones. Well, this could okay. be a fun one. And you're like, not from my nervous system. Not for my nervous system. No, no. Okay. There are some positive changes, changes that are irreversible in your love life. What the f- 
Who wrote these? Unavoidable, irreversible. Yeah, that's this, gonna be permanent. Are, this is not the language. Yeah. I don't like permanent. We yeah, that sounds very permanent. Changes that are irreversible in your love life. Okay. Your romantic world can suddenly take a turn and bring you unexpected events and situations. This is all very potent because you still have Jupiter, the planet of abundance, expansion, and fortune. Ooh, we like that. <laughs> in Taurus, in your fifth house of true love and romance until the 26th of May. Okay, wait. So does that mean like between now and the 26th of May, something's going to happen? Ooh. <sighs> you guys, I'm so scared and I don't like it. I don't like it. I'm staying inside. I'm staying in my house. No one can find me in my house. You be in your rocket ship. I'll be in my house. We're good. This is so on brand for us running away from. (laughs) I don't want it. Okay, because I did very recently let myself have a little crush. And I was like, this person's so cute. Oh, my God. Those like blah, blah, blah. I felt like they were kind of flirting back with me. And then I had to push to find out that they were married. Yeah, you knew too. Like okay, there was a part of you that like knew like, though. Listen. To this. Yeah. Well, I did, oh, uh, I don't know say, if I knew. Did you just say you didn't know. What did it say this? Oh no, I said I hope this person doesn't <laughs> listen to this. I mean, like, mm, I I won't even go like the overshare and me wanted to like share more things, but, but no, I'm not going to. We're dead. Um, yeah. No, we're done. Um, I I don't know that I knew. I, okay, yeah, maybe it was my intuition. I yeah. think I was like, I couldn't tell if it was my intuition or my trauma. Maybe one in the same. Well, you know, they um, inform each other. It, that's like an they unfortunate do. reality. Because I was trying to tease but, you also, about it and you were like not having it at all. So Wait, what did you say? Well, when I was like, ooh, like I'm because ex- you were like, I'm getting ready. And then you were like, I don't, you said like, you sent this one message. I remember you sent this text. You're like, I'm not getting excited oh, about, about this. Oh, about the Zoom? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, I wouldn't let myself get mm. excited. Because I was like, there's something wrong. Why would I have a crush on someone? Because I also will say it has something to do with my age. Like, I'm 37 now. So most people I meet, I'm just assuming first and foremost that they're either married or in a long-term relationship or have, like, way too much baggage. And (laughs) so that just leaves me with the youngins. And, like, I have a teenage son. So it's, like, I feel weird (laughs) going. to like the 20 something year olds but honestly also not opposed to like 27 and up just for fun anyways that's (laughs) just for funsies but yeah I find out this person is married not wearing a wedding ring by the way and like gave them ample chances to tell me this without me asking um and I got bummed for a second because at the moment I found out, I did start to like – I started to talk to this person and I did start to let myself like open up and get excited, um, which I also forgot like how cray-cray I can get in my brain because I have – it's. I promise you it's my Pisces because I've learned so much about Pisces and how imagination they have. I literally will have like a crush on someone and y'all, I'm not even trying to do this. It will just pop up in my mind. I'm like, oh, my God, they're so cute. And, like, talk to them. And, like, they start to, like, seem cool. Why every single moment I'm thinking about them then is, like, ooh, it's, like, in the future. And we're, like, holding hands. And it's, like, all these scenarios that I'm creating in my head. And I'm like, please stop. Stop it. 
And that happened. And then when I found out, I was like, see, this is why we don't do this. So I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm scared. Yeah. Well, what I want to say is that um, watching you grow over this last couple of years since that relationship has been beautiful. And I'm so I don't know, proud. I'm proud of you, but that just seems like a like a weird word to say about it. But I no. I am really really proud of you, and um, you've grown so much. And the shitty thing about interpersonal trauma is that sometimes interpersonal relationships are the ones that are going to get it, you know, get us out of that. Like heal, help us heal, or help us process. And I think that you've done a good job with us, your friends, uh, using those relationships to help heal you and maybe this is a year where somebody can help with the rest of it right you know if not then you'll because one thing I've observed for with you over like the last couple situations I'll say um is that you have navigated them like you know what you deserve and you know what you can handle right now and you've been so clear with that and it's like so communicated with that and you haven't let all these like little boys play games with you anymore and that is Mm-mm. so like empowering to see i'm not fucking around anymore anyone who annoys me which is like most men i'm just like goodbye <laughs> i can't anymore um but thank you i do appreciate that and like i wouldn't have gotten through it without my friends and those close relationships and like the honesty and you know I knew that it was a bad relationship when I started to like hide things from my friends from you (laughs) y'all I had this party at my house and this person had already like hurt me several several times we were only truly dating for six months and like it was the most tumultuous tumultuous six months of my life and like they had hurt me so many times I called my friends crying about this person so many times like on the floor like crying just like a mess a hot mess I was so confused if I was like the bad one like I was the person who was in the wrong like I'm not a good person this person made me feel like that completely like totally like mind fucked me and um (laughs) so we would go on and off and like I knew at this point my friends were like number one probably sick of hearing about this and we're just like we've told you like this person is not a good person we're here for all of it for whatever you decide well yeah but it was just like what the fuck is she doing I know that that was kind of like and so I had this party at my house and I was back on again with this person (laughs) I knew Michael was coming and so I purposely didn't tell him that this person was going to be there. So he walks into my house. And before he goes outside, I'm like, okay, so like, um, well, there's one thing I forgot to tell you was that. The little detail. Beep, <laughs> um, is here. <laughs> it was just the look on your face was like, the fuck? Yeah. I remember because I didn't even get to say anything. You were like, I'm just going to do it. It's, it's, it's fine. It's fine. And I was like. Okay, well, I'm just going to let her do it because – Yeah, I was not – it was not a conversation. I was like, and we're moving on with the party. Yeah. I was like, do you want to talk about And I was like, and I didn't this? tell you because I did not want you – like, I thought you wouldn't come. I thought most people wouldn't come if I told them here. So I just surprised everyone. Surprise party. It was such a lovely surprise. Oh, wasn't it? All he did was oh, like lurk it? around and like watch you do things. 
which was very yeah. telling of like the type of person he was. He did not want to like he wanted to take me as far away from my friends as possible, which I will say is like part of like a trait of like a narcissism. 100%. Yeah. Like he would talk shit about like my friends, like be like, I don't think this person like has your back. Blah, blah. Like it was and I would start to be like, hmm, hmm, because then your friends do come in and say like, this is not your person. And you're like, see, they were right. But really that person, the one in the wrong, the fucked up person is the one who's like, they just got to you before because they're like, I know these people see me and see me for who I am. And that is the biggest threat ever, ever. So, um, okay. Well, talking about relation, our past relationships, I want to, let's transition. Okay. Michael, do you notice a difference between yourself when you're like how you act when you're in a relationship versus when you're single? Oh, 100%. I was thinking about this. Um, okay. Like what are your differences? Oh, well, you know how I sound so like stable and like put together. Or maybe I don't. <laughs> I don't know. But <laughs> um, I'm not laughing because that's not true. I just like the way that you said yeah. it. <laughs> oh, You're also a Gemini. I, so yeah. like. I'm a Gemini with a Cancer Moon, so it's like, like my Gemini doesn't want to have emotions. It doesn't like, oh, it doesn't like attachment. I have also have like a bunch of other Gemini placements. I have a Gemini Venus, a Gemini Mercury, a Gemini Mars. I used to think that I was like a very anxiously attached person. Um, Can you explain what anxious attachment is? Yeah, so there's this theory called attachment theory. Our childhood attachments with our relationship with our parents, our caregivers, whoever is around us heavily influence how we interact in our interpersonal relationships today and so like there's anxious avoidant and then there's like a disorganized which is like a comp like a combination of those and then there's secure i feel like secure is often the one i have the hardest time defining which is just like a tell of our system um so let me look up really briefly um but somebody who can um, have manage conflict well, like if there's lack of communication, doesn't always like assume the worst or like need to, you know, get rid of that separation. Um, yeah, a deep sense of trust, emotional connection, and safety between individuals. So the the biggest thing about these other they call insecure attachments. So a lack of that is is just that there's a lack of safety with within people and because of their relationship with caregivers or relationship with other people in their past relationships, there is some sort of just nervous system dysregulation when it comes to relationships, which impacts it pretty deeply. And then that book goes through like the different cycles, but an anxiously attached person is defined by anxiety. So um, anxious about the person liking them, wanting to be whatever they can to fulfill that need for somebody avoidant would be the opposite it's too much for them. That emotional closeness is too extreme and scary. And so they push away. And then like a fearful avoidant, a disorganized attachment, it's like a little bit of a combination of both. So there's like that desire for emotional connection, but then that like fear for it at the same time. And that looks like a little bit different and a little bit of a combination of the other two. I used to think I was really anxious and I would just be like, oh, I'm really anxious in relationships. And I, I can be, but I'm really anxious with specific kinds of people. Um, cause I, I know we're going to talk about types a little bit later on, but, um, like if you're it, emotional safety for me is if you don't actually want to be around me. And so like, if, if a guy is interested in me, I 
don't even care. So the most of the relationships I have been in is me like chasing the affection of somebody else. Um, and so that comes off as just me being like very, like I'm talking about them constantly. I'm like worried about them. You've seen me in this so many times. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. <laughs> like I'm just so fixated on that relationship and like proving my worth in that relationship and making it seem like I'm lovable. Um, and that can be in my friends, but I've kind of reduced the amount of people who trigger that in me. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like I'm just a little bit of like a mess when I'm in relationships. It's one of the biggest reasons why I am just was like, I'm purposely not dating anymore. It was because I, for now, yeah, for now. Well, you, because you understand mm-hmm. these things. I do want to like work the language a little yeah. bit because like this is not solidifying like who you are in a relationship. Of this course. is who you have been in the relationship. And I think yeah. the fact that you can even name this says that you're working toward that awareness and then the steps past that to like be healed in yourself. And that will then attract people that are not like yeah, that. Exactly. You know what I mean? And when it comes to attachment, it's not like a – concrete not never changing thing like I said our different relationships like um if you're with someone who's more secure that can make you a little bit less messy and it is able to work if you're still you know just aware of your kind of tendencies and how you can kind of work with the person to to get those needs still met because everybody's needs are worth fulfilling okay Okay. They, y'all are valid in all. Well, there, there's some things that maybe we, we could chill out about, but, and I'm talking about myself <laughs> for that too. Um, Same Z's. I'm yeah. like, mm, I feel called out. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> but also, like, the root of that, the root of these behaviors that people might be like, what, you know, um, mm-hmm. are rooted in a need that we're trying to meet. And so, how can we meet that in like a different way? And that's what I'm trying to work on, like I said before like I'm trying to get comfort with receiving care from the people who I know care about me and are stable in my life and if I can do that maybe I can be open to receiving care from somebody who actually wants to stick around um for like longer than five seconds but that's me in a relationship and not in a relationship (laughs) but how about you Laura I want to hear about you (laughs) I hate me in a relationship (laughs) like I love the feeling in some aspects, but sometimes I'm like, I don't know that I've been in a good enough relationship to feel like, ugh, I love the way I feel in a relationship because a lot of the way I feel is like this very weird honeymoon phase and like a lot of, um, a lot of the way I've been, a lot of the way I've been in the past in my relationships has been like very toxic because what I didn't realize was I was using romantic relationships to like heal my like mommy issues. Um, so I was same thing like you're, you're saying it's like I was attracting people who I needed to work for their love um, because that's always been my relationship with my mom. It was like, I have to work for their love. I need to prove it. It will never be enough. So it was like this whole cycle of like, how I was in a relationship and like that mixes with my natural state of being in a relationship, which is something that I like don't even like to share because I put up such a wall because I am so uber independent and that comes from several different places. It comes from the fact that I'm a Capricorn. It 
comes from the fact that I'm an only child and I've always been like super independent, just like naturally in that. Um, it comes from the fact that like I was forced to be that way because like truly my mom started leaving me at home by myself when she was like doing her medical internships like in the evenings when I was like five or six. You know what I mean? So I had to learn how to be independent. Um, so I'm like overly independent and then just everything that's happened in my like relationships and in the world to keep myself safe, I had to like keep myself even more independent. So it's like I don't need a man. I don't – I can do everything on my own. I've always done everything on my own. I've always put everything up in my house on my own. I put my house together. I've moved. I've moved. Like I do everything on my own except the fact that like I also have leaned so much on my dad. Like I'm such a daddy's girl. So I still have that soft side. And so when I'm in a relationship – that soft side unlocks and like it's a side that I kind of forget about sometimes of like I do just like want to take care of someone and I do want to like feel taken care of and I do want to feel soft and I do want to like on a daily basis I feel like I'm like a little hardened and like when I get into a relationship I like am like I melt like goo and I sometimes fucking hate that because it's so uncomfortable for me. I mean, it's comfortably uncomfortable because I love that feeling like when it happens. And then now I just like thinking about it now, I'm like, I also know what happens on the other side of it. And it's like complete heartbreak. That's what I relate to because that's all I've really known. And the problem is like in anything in my life, whether it's with work, school, like life as a parent, like I'm either 100% in or 100% out. So when I'm in a relationship and I like really fall for someone, like I'm 100 fucking percent in and I would love to just be like, (laughs) I think this is why the next person I date like needs to be my friend first for a while because I need to develop that trust and I like so much who I am single, like so much more, not like externally, like I like her better. I just like how I feel inside more. (laughs) Like I love spending time with myself. I love like not being pressed about what someone else is doing or like that you know you know how I feel about anyone questioning what I'm doing throughout my day. Like no one has ever questioned me about that and like no one ever will. And like so there feels like a little bit of hindrance there, but I also can respect that that probably has to do with like the past relationships I've been in and understand that that does not have to be a reflection of like the future ones I'm going to be in maybe. <laughs> yeah. You know. I could be in or whatever. You gotta think the parts that keep, that have gotten us this far. Like that's all they're doing mm-hmm. is like trying to keep us safe and protected and here. And so, you know, we gotta love yeah. them. And let me just ask you, I'm jumping around a little bit, but like when we're talking about kind of our single us and I think we should be fueling this like whether we're in a relationship or not. And I think sometimes I forget to do that. But like what would you say like your – what does self-love look like to you? Because I love to hear how like different it looks for other people. So like what do you do to like give yourself love um, and fuel that, you know? Yeah. Um. I have really been into doing puzzles lately. They're just so fun. And I 
talk to myself like all the time. So I have my TV on like lately, lately I've been watching Love Island and I've been like, oh, absolutely not. Just doing my puzzle, talking to myself. How could you say that to her? All this stuff to myself. And it's just fun. Like, it's just like a time of me just being like, you know, not really doing anything that's like super serious. Um, And it's just like, yeah, I find it so fun. I also love video games. I love them so much. Um, They are like, yeah, they're just, they're just so fun to me. So those, and then I write, those are the ways that I um, show like love to myself. And I'm trying, my biggest one for this year is to fulfill promises to myself. Like I say, I'm going to do a lot of things and I don't do them. And that's like the biggest one for me right now is to just fulfill the things that I want to do. Yeah. I love those. I love all, especially the puzzles. I love a good puzzle. I absolutely love a puzzle. I love, I've kind of always liked this, but especially more so now, like I will take myself on a little date night. And usually that means I'm like dressed in my sweatpants and it's like on a Saturday evening and I will take myself out to a movie and we have one of those bougie movie theaters near my house, like which the forever I've been calling Sinopolis. And then I was, I was at like at the movie theater, and they have like the whole preview before that's like talking about the theater, and it was like Sinopolis, and I'm like, absolutely never am I going to call it that because I've been calling it Sinopolis forever, and I don't care about the little accent that you just put on the e. That's. <laughs> I've been calling it that forever, but um, they have like the little drinks that they bring you and all that stuff. So I'll go and take myself out to a movie and I love doing that. Um, And sometimes I'll like go take myself out to dinner beforehand. Um, I love that stuff. I think right now I've been a little more anxious when I take myself out to dinner or somewhere where there's a lot of people around me because I'm just just afraid someone's going to talk to me and I don't want them to. I'm like, I don't want anyone to talk to me. I just want to like be there and like read my book. But sometimes people will like take you sitting at a bar reading your book as like, oh, I've come here to do this so that someone will hit on me. No, that is not why I'm here. I've come here to do that so I could be here with my headphones on reading my book. By the way, there's nothing in these headphones. I just have to put them on to make sure that no one speaks to me. Can I just be in public in peace, please? Like, I mean, please. Yeah, that's so real. That's why I don't go out. That's why nothing that you hear heard me say has me going out. It's all just be sitting right here, not even in a yeah, place. Okay. And right now, that's been my thing. Like on the weekends, on a Friday night, especially like I'll do my skincare routine is just like such my thing. I'll turn off the lights in my bathroom. I'll like light some candles. I'll take a long ass shower. <laughs> I'll listen to like it's either like a playlist or usually okay everyone's gonna make fun of me for this because my son makes fun of me for this usually it's my Pandora stations um on shuffle and and I like it because you can shuffle like the different types of stations and it's usually what I listen to is like these 70s 80s 90s like old school like old school I don't know what you call it old school rock it's like Michael Bolton um Eric Clapton um, like Phil Collins, it's ridiculous. Like old white men singing, like when I'm in the 
loves a woman. And I'm just like, yes. It's ridiculous. Like, and I'm just like, it touches my soul and brings me back to my youth. And it's so nerdy. And I do that. And I put face masks on and I do my hair care, like my long ass hair care thing. And it just like, just thinking about it makes me so excited for Friday because I'm like, that's what I'm doing. And it's my time. It's so lovely. And then I just like get in my bed and like curl up with my dog and read my book and like listen to music all night and have like a glass of wine or four. And it's amazing. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. So nice. And who could ever do that for me? Like no one could fulfill that. And that's why I want to stay single forever. <laughs> okay. Okay, we have other things we want to talk to, but talk about, but it's like already 115. So we're going to hop into the Bravo stuff of this. I want to play some. Okay, I want to play a couple games, but first I want to just like talk about love and Bravo. And I want to, I want to start off talking about our favorite Bravo couples, but I kind of want to preface that by saying, what the fuck with Larsa and Marcus? Not y'all unfollowing each other. And refollowing and each other a couple days later. Okay. Here's what – you want to hear what my theory is? Okay. Yeah, tell if, me. if y'all haven't heard yet, around the Super Bowl – so this is like on Sunday. We're right now – right now we're in Wednesday. On Sunday, it was like – Somehow it was figured out that – oh, because Larsa posted some, like, cryptic story. And I can't even roll my eyes at that because when you talk about me in a relationship, that's me. That that has been me in the past. I have gotten all the feedback from every man I've dated that is like, I can't follow you on Instagram when we date because when you get mad at me, you post all these – it's like I won't post anything on my story forever and then all of a sudden when I'm in like angry at someone, it's like passive aggressive like, don't need a man when I have myself. Be the strongest woman in your life. Be the one that you – like you know what I mean? Like yeah. that type of shit. And, and I can verify that this is like a, an actual trend. Yeah. Yeah. This is something – truly, y'all, I will not get back into a relationship until I can rein that in. This, this, and this is scared. my red flag I've, right here. This is what I'm talking about. Well, I've, like, almost done that with, like, friends before. It may have happened within, like, the last three months. So I'm not there yet, so I'm not allowed to be in a relationship. Oh, my gosh. I, I did have almost some restraint, but, like – when I get mad, I just – and I it's like my phone knows and it just shows me like a meme that reminds me. Yeah. So it's not my fault. But anyways, so Larsa posted something cryptic that was like – it was like a poll or a question and it was like if – um not a poll. If, I did not Should your that. ex – yeah, it said should your ex or should your friend stop following your ex when you're not together? Yes or no? I was like – Let's debate that. Fuck? So like, yeah, I mean, yes. Well, okay. Actually, I think that my friend Emily still follows my ex Connor on Facebook. But I and my ex Roman, who was like my beautiful ex, he I dated him for 8 years, like I would say no notes, but lots of notes, but like not too much trauma. I traumatized him. So, I'm so sorry if you're listening. I'm really sorry. 
but like, look how well you're doing now. So you're welcome. Um, <laughs> but, but I kind of love that because I'm like, I'm nosy. <laughs> For a long time, she was like, oh, my God, did you know about this? I'm like, I don't follow them or like I'm blocked. But um, it doesn't honestly, it doesn't really bother me. Like, I don't like what are they doing? Like if they're like best friends with them hanging out, I might be like. Mm, oh, yeah, I wouldn't on, like that. But... Unless they were like already friends before we started dating. Yeah, exactly. Um, like I'm not going to try to break up a friendship like that. But like I just don't know. Like I'm not tripping over it. Yeah, I'm not either. I mean. People still follow Gavin, who I haven't been with for like that you're friends with. Yeah, yeah. eighteen bajillion years at this point. It's been since like 2020. That was another lifetime. Yeah, and my last, my last ex, who will not be named, um, Voldemort. Yeah, they, um, I guess everyone unfollowed him because the last time I blocked him, they were like, "Well, do you want us to block him too?" And I was like, "I was like, I don't care, but like, thank you for being supportive." <laughs> I like the ask, yeah. honestly. I do like the ask. And I think, like, I'm, like, trying to think, do I follow any people's exes? I I mean, I do, but it's, like, people from high school. So it's not, like, a – you know what I mean? Yeah. It's not anything recent, I don't think. And I feel like now, if it's, like, in adult life, mm, I, I'd probably just, like, feel weird and just X them out. Yeah. You know? I don't know. Um, but so she put, po- she posted that and then I guess someone did the journalistic research, which God bless them and found hero. that she, yeah, our heroes, not all heroes wear capes y'all and found out that she stopped following him and that he, but at, at, at that time, okay, they were literally doing a timeline. They said like, right when they saw that, like she was stopped, she was not following him anymore. But he was still following her. Then 40 minutes later, he was not following her. And then after that, he posted on his story a picture of him at his dad's house, which his dad is Michael Jordan. And they were watching the Super Bowl together. And he's like, Super Bowl with dad. So everyone was like, that's a fuck you to Larsa because Michael Jordan doesn't like Larsa because, you know, he's – Scotty Pippen was his we can make this a sports podcast but like <laughs> Scotty Pippen was his like nemesis and like Larsa Pippen was married to Scotty Pippen which also like I don't get these women not dropping the last name anymore but whatever um and then and then she starts dating Michael Jackson Michael Jackson's my <laughs> Whoa, that became a whole different story. <laughs> then she starts dating Michael Jordan's like son. So like it's kind of like a fucked up thing. So then everyone's like, they, they're broken up. Outlets are posting. They're broken up. They're broken up. I'm like, whoa. Oh, my God. Even Andy's talking about it on his radio show. And then just like right before we get on this, they're see- they're now following each other again. And they're seen at a florist like together. The way that this feels like a PR stunt and I, I'm not having it. Is it like a PR stunt for their season two of their podcast? Like this is the trailer for season two of whatever they even talk about on their podcast. First of all, boycott that podcast if that's their fucking PR. I don't like that. That stopped taking me on a stupid emotional roller coaster. I'm already doing that with VPR. You think I need that? Yeah. No, I don't. Yeah. No, I don't care enough. Yeah, for real. <laughs> like... I don't like it. But anyways, that would probably be like one of my 
least favorite. So maybe let's start at least favorite. <laughs> Name like between one and three, one to three of your like least favorite. Let's talk about like one to three of our least favorite Bravo couples. Okay, definitely like Larsa and Marcus because I also think Marcus is too nice for her. I don't fully know him, so honestly, maybe not the right judgment. I've been wrong before, um, but I feel like she's a little too emotional, emotionally immature yeah. for him. Well, I mean, yeah, she really is. I, I her, talk about not having having accountability. Yeah, her and Lisa on Miami. This well, Larsa always, but her and Lisa specifically on this season have just been like so Ugh. infuriating Yuck. to watch. I just can't even. Oh, they just like fuck up the dynamic of everybody there. The de-evolution of <laughs> Lisa has been like really gross. Yeah, I know. And you can tell it's she's just becoming like, her divorce is just all this trauma, all this drama, all this stuff, all this pain is just making her so miserable and it's like permeating in her react like her reactions and her inability to even like empathize with people. It's just yeah. it's so sad to watch and she's gonna I just feel like she's gonna regret this period of her life in the future yeah because it's definitely blocking her relationships and her ability to connect but back to uh because that's no I agree yeah um do they have to be together now because I'm like trying to think no I no it could be past it could be past so Craig and Naomi yeah I easy least favorite that that's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one. I would add that to my least favorite too. I think that it was such a volatile relationship. I felt so bad. I felt so bad for Craigie because, like, I just felt like she was so condescending to him. Yeah, one hundred percent. And they just like did not get each other. And like he was really just trying to like figure it out and like explore his passions. And she would just like take every opportunity to like bring him down. And yeah, he wasn't very like nice to her. Um, and also like. You, she just, I could, I, you, you know, they're just like those couples where you're like, I can tell you just don't like him. Like, not even, it's not even like, a, oh, I don't love you anymore. It's just like, you do not like him. You don't even, like, you're over here right. talking crap about him. <laughs> like, like, yeah. like, he's like the worst person in the world. They just did not, well, Craig always cared about her, but she did not like him. And I'm, I'm on I that. know. I know. I felt that. I I really felt that. It was just icky. Um, I don't know how I feel about Okay, I'm going to say this. <clears throat> Dorit and PK. Not my favorite couple. I mean, Dorit's just like not, not my, my favorite, favorite person. So, it, like neither of them yeah. are like they're both individually like kind of icky and then when they get together and they like start talking about people and the way that PK talks about the other women, like Dorit should be up in there being like don't talk about women like that. Like oh, uh, it's so gross. Yeah, no. 100%. <sighs> Dorit's not going to do that. Get your man in check. Yeah. Lady. No, she's not because they're both super insecure and they feed on that and mm. like like the I don't know it's just very yucky and I'm just like anytime I see them on screen also if you're gonna put me into a fucking pretty woman scenario and then be like I rented your necklace I'm gonna be like (laughs) I need to go and we're getting divorced like absolutely not you're not renting me jewelry Mm -hmm. like that's something you do when you're a celebrity and like they want they want you to wear their jewelry like not that your husband does 
as a gift for you. That's not a gift. It's taken back. That's not a real gift. You guys had a dinner inside a hotel room? Sir, that's like... I know. That's like every day my travel. For as rich as they're supposed to be, but I guess that's the the real tea about it, but... Um, mm-hmm. How how rich are all these people? Actually, like, who knows? Yeah. You know, especially the ones who talk so much about how much money exactly. they have. Exactly. Um, I Meredith Sorry. and Seth are not my favorite couple. I just think that it's he creepy. Needs to be studied for like scientific purposes. <laughs> I think he's so weird and like so inappropriate, and uh, he is so inappropriate. The way that he's like the way that she was it Whitney who made him the cake like who made him the cake of her yeah the boob cake yeah it was Whitney because it was that was so weird like I would never be okay with any of that I know and then there's that one like brief moment where he's like looking at Heather's boobs and he's like I can't help but look at them and um he's just like so wildly inappropriate all the time and like she's just like so like she's Meredith like she's not she doesn't it just is wild she's me. Meredith Mark yeah. she's not again of course she's not gonna engage exactly <laughs> <laughs> she's Meredith Mark she's Meredith Mark of course she's, of she's, course gonna, she's tell- gonna talk about the rumors the husband exactly <laughs> <laughs> she's Meredith Marks of course she needs the room with the bathtub room with the bathtub and if you if you can't give it to her, you can leave. You <laughs> can, can leave. leave. Oh my god, that's how she. That's what she should be saying to her husband. One hundred. He's creepy, and they have a podcast too. And I don't want to listen to that. That's creepy. I know. Yeah, I don't want. I don't like it. I, I would say the last one, mm-hmm. who's they're not together anymore. So thank the Lord up above. But like, her kids look like him. Ashley and oh. Michael. That was like oh, she. First of all, she does have the cutest kids ever. Like I love yeah. watching her, her um, Instagram stories and like watching her with them. She's like the cutest mommy ever. But like Michael is so, like he she, Ashley was like ten times better than him. And I'm like, I was always just like, I think everyone was like, what is this? <laughs> why yeah. and why is this? Oh my god! And why is this happening? And for mm-hmm. so long, I mean, they're still technically are they are they finally divorced now? I know I know in Potomac. I don't know. Um, and uh, I don't know. I can't I can't stop thinking about um how G and Mia that conversation about how he was. Oh like, my god! Well, I kind of get it. Like G and Mia. Well, they're now separated too, but like they are they were a weird couple too. Mm. I was like, this is kind of uncomfortable. Like it kind of fit, but then it kind of was like mm. Yeah. I kind of love her now. Okay, speaking take, but, I, I um, love Mia yeah. now too. I was not a fan of her before, but I love her I now love her too. too. Okay. Let's speaking of Potomac, I want to start there for our favorite couples. Okay. Okay. We can do that. I love Karen and Ray. Yeah. I love Karen and the Black Bill Gates. I love them. <laughs> they're so cute. You can tell that they kind of like they and they show their relationship because there are times like within the se- the many seasons yeah. they've had where you can tell like their relationship was going through it and they had to try to figure it out and like they were going through the financial woes and um that's a lot on a relationship too and I just like love watching them interact and how silly they are. And I know it's, so I love nice. them. It's so refreshing. Yeah. Like, yeah. 
that's the kind of dynamic I want. Silliness and like, yeah. you know, someone who's going to like tough it out and work on it and just like really, you know, support. And because he's always so supportive of her and every like endeavor she yeah. wants to do. Yeah, I love I love yeah, Karen. I love it. I love it. I love Karen and Karen and Ray. We love y'all. Um, what's another one? You were gonna say I know. Oh, Candace, Craig and oh, who we were gonna say? Oh, well, okay, yeah. Who, who were you gonna say? I do like. Okay, I I like Crand- Candace and Chris, but I'm not sure if I'm gonna put them on my top three. So I think I I'm gonna. So I'm. Yeah, <laughs> we can move on then. Yeah, we don't. We can. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I love. Craig and Paige. I know that you haven't gotten gotten there yet of seeing them together. I love Craig. I already loved Craig. I already love Paige. I think they're so cute together. Like you'll start to see them on this last um, season of um, Southern Charm. I think she's on the season before too. Um, But I just think they balance each other out really well. They're getting into like business ventures. They both have their own business stuff going on and then they're getting into like business ventures together. Um, they were just like recently at fashion week together and we're looking so posh, but they're also just like so silly and like make fun of one another and like go on each other's podcasts and they're just so silly and lighthearted. And I think like a lot of the relationships that I realize I like on these shows and that's what's like starting to make me realize, okay, like who do I, what do I want in my next man? Right. It's like that silliness that I get that any relationship is eventually going to have some serious parts to it. Right. But like being able to be silly and be have fun and not take everything too seriously. I can take things so fucking seriously, like way too seriously. And I need someone to just like pull me out of that and be like, bitch, like you're being wild. (laughs) Like this is not that serious. And just remind me, you know what I mean? And I think that that's what, how their relationship is. and I love it. Well, I love that relationship dynamic. I feel like that's the one that my parents have. They, I love so, your parents. Well, my dad is ridiculous, and um, I love it. My mom is a little bit more serious, but they just have a good time together, and that's always been what I've always wanted. Um, your your that, parents so. are parent goals. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Okay, do you have a favorite? Oh yeah, Gertie and Russell. I, oh, Gertie and Russell. I love them, and I have always loved them because I love how he just listens to her because he literally says like almost absolutely nothing and I love that. it's so iconic <laughs> she'll talk and talk and talk and talk and he just like always listens to her and like is so patient mm-hmm. and is like definitely the more grounded one when we talk about like grounded i don't know what his sign is that'd be interesting to i'm look gonna up. look it up while you're talking about it but um you you talk and i'll, and I'll look it just up this last season like he is he's like she's like his whole world and it's so i'm gonna get emotional thinking about it because i think all the scenes um that they've been in together have just been really beautiful and how he was like teasing the crap out of her while she's in the ambulance because uh, she just she got just got dehydrated he was just yeah it was so cute like but he doesn't ever like demean no, her, make her course. feel like yeah. you know what I mean. He's so he does it in like a um, like a chiding way, like a little bit of like a yeah. Oh, you're you're okay now. Like I know you're okay now. So now I'm going to like yeah. yeah. But before he was, just... he's a Scorpio. Oh wow, November eighth. Yeah, I guess there are good Scorpios out there. I don't know, but <laughs> a man, a few words. Yeah. Um, but he is so he. You're so right. He is so grounded and like he's such a great 
dad, like he lets her do her thing and be the center of attention and like doesn't feel like that somehow like emasculates him or something like so I think he's just like he just seems like such a good and they've been together since like high school school. yeah I know yeah I love those relationships because if you can last through that amount of time through her building her own business through all she's gone through with her her family um and then through like this reality I mean through the reality tv stuff then you know you have a solid like that's a solid foundation 100 you know what i mean i definitely think so um i think they may be my favorite couple ever they are true i think they're my favorite on bravo right now because they are so established too like i love craig and Paige, but they've only been together for like a little over a year year and a half or something i just feel like with gertie and russell like they are in it to win it and i so much so it would have to i think it would have to go like gertie and russell karen and ray and then um craig and Paige. the last one i want to mention for me is nicole and anthony just because i think that they are so (sighs) iconic and like it's honestly so camp how rich they are and i I am like obsessed with every single scene that he's in When, when they went yacht shopping and it was like eleven I'm obsessed because they wanted a week long boat versus a weekend boat. I was like, I can't even like nobody can touch y'all. Like I don't know, I don't know what you do. Well, he's a lawyer. Um, yeah, but I mean, I know some lawyers that don't make yeah. much money, so I don't know. But yeah, she's also like got a great either. job. I don't want to know. I'm, I don't want to yeah. know. I actually don't want to know because I just want to bask in exactly. the beauty of it. And I like, I'm gonna say. When I was saying like, oh yeah, kind of watching Bravo shows like helps me understand like what what I want out of man. Anthony is number one of what I want out of a man, not just rich. Like I am not yeah. a gold digger. Like I want to be like a breadwinner lots of the time, but I also like want a man who like wants to build some fucking empires mm-hmm. and like yeah, let's go like let's go buy a yacht. Let's go do like that yeah. is the vibe. Let's go fly to New York to go have brunch okay like that is that is if that's not you boo move along exactly (laughs) and this is why i'll be single as well Mm -hmm. (laughs) we're realizing why i'm single (laughs) hey we already had some clues but now we have some definitive facts so yeah well we're we're spilling it all here um okay i'm gonna skip over some of these but like Okay, I want to play some games. Okay, <laughs> top three Bravo celebrity men you would bone. <laughs> well, right now, well, I'm gonna save him for the last <sighs> one. But he's not a Bravo celebrity, but he is someone I'm obsessed with right now. Um, but we'll leave him okay. till last. He is in the reality. Okay. Save the best space. for save the best for yeah. last. But my first okay. thought is um Angie K's husband, Sean. Oh, you know, that's okay. Like, that's a good yeah. one. He just like, you know, he he knows how to wear clothing in like a way that's just like wow. It makes me want to like touch people again. <laughs> wow. Like I don't really like to be Ooh. touched. I don't like to touch anybody. But yeah. I'm like, I could see myself hypothetically in a scenario in my head potentially reaching my hand out to touch his like large bicep 
Um, Ooh, okay. Yeah. So Angie K. I like it. Angie K. Okay. Approval rating for your man. I like it. I like it. I ship that relationship. <laughs> you know, we're talking about couple, um, uh, couples of throuples. Maybe they'll take me in. Yeah, maybe that's where we're going yeah. with this. Yeah, yeah, I, I ship it. Let's let's try to get that started. I can wear those freaking sunglasses that she wears all the time. Oh my god! Those. Please don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. I'm not shipping that. I'm not shipping that. Um, okay, so like I was all excited about this <laughs> until I just started realizing. I don't know. Okay, actually, I'd ban- honestly, he's not my type on paper, but I'd boink Anthony. Mm, I see that. I don't know what it is. It, it's that confidence. He's giving like it, he's, daddy yeah. energy, and I like that. Oh yeah. Um, he has the confidence. He's giving short king, which I also love. I love a short I love king. A short king. I truly do because I'm so short myself. I'm like. A short king. He's he's a tall king to me. Like you know what I mean. I'm not mad at it. Um. So okay. Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Anthony. I'm gonna go with Anthony. Um. Let's see who else. I'm trying to think who else has like really been. Ooh. Okay. You know what? Here's the problem. <laughs> a lot of these men that come to mind. Had I never heard them speak or like really <laughs> heard them interact in these shows, I'd be like this one and this one I know, and this one. That's like the. But then their personality just fucks it up. <laughs> one. Yeah. It's like the story of my life. So who who are you gonna say? Like who's your little? I was thinking Todd. Do you watch Atlanta? Um. No, but I I want to watch this next season because oh yeah, because Porsche's yeah back. exactly my girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so there is so Candy Burris, our queen Candy. Um, she her husband Todd. I've always had like a little crush on him, and there's actually nothing about him that like he's also an entrepreneur. So yeah, you know, <laughs> bring on Todd. I'm gonna I'm gonna boing Todd. Sorry, Candy. I'm not really going to blink him, but like, you know. <laughs> um, I'm going to go from, I mean, he's from Love Island. I'm going it's, to, it's, it's a little bit of a cop out, but Callum from Love Island, who's with Molly um, for like three years and they just broke up and he's on this season of All Stars. Um, if you only watched the first episode, I don't think he would have come out yet. Um, okay. Wait, he didn't come out at the end? As oh, a, like, yes, surprise. yes, he did. Because he was like, Molly yeah, came out yeah. and then he did. Because that's his ex. Yeah. And it was like, ooh, what's going on? I know. What a, this, uh, the Violet All-Stars is messy because all their exes, if there's someone there, their ex is going to be there. That's like the entirety of, um, but him. I also just, I, I could never be with someone like him because I, like, I want chill, but like, he's a little too chill. Um yeah. But he's super chill and, like, never really, like, stands up for the other women. I mean, he's messy with Molly, but they're exes, so, you know, I get it. Um, Yeah. And he's just so hot. Like, I don't know. I don't know if I could, like, have a conversation with him, but we're not talking about that. So, um. (laughs) We're not talking about conversations. (laughs) We don't need that. (laughs) I, I remember one of the only things from his first season of Love Island that I remember was that he was a builder. That's like <laughs> he works with his hands. With his we hands. love that. Yeah. 
so okay, hot. I came up with my last person. Okay. And this is not like a husband. It's like a dating currently, okay. but has been on other casts like on his own. And that is okay, so you know on um on Potomac mm-hmm. how um how Oh my God, why can't I keep wanting to call her Garcelle because the G, Giselle, excuse me, is dating Jason. Mm-hmm. Jason is from Winter House. Yes. And when he first came on Winter House, I watch all of Winter House, he was so sexy to me. He I was so it. sweet. He was so suave. That is like, that is truly like my type. He kind of looks a little bit like my ex that I dated for eight years, but like even cuter. And I just, like, love how he is. He's so cute. He loves an older woman, which we love, Mm -hmm. like, which means that he can handle that. Like, he's confident in himself. He's not, like – he's so – actually, woo, woo. (laughs) I'm getting tingly. Uh, (laughs) How did I forget about this? See, these are the moments I don't like. Stop it, Laura. (laughs) Sorry. I'm having a moment. I know. Like, a a whole moment. Like, so many different emotions just popping up. Everything that was that's always going on in my head is truly <laughs> this is what's happening. But I would go with Jason. All right. I'm gonna say Jason. I would love to make that happen. Like, no offense, Giselle, but if you're not gonna marry him, then like, well, is he gonna be at BravoCon? This and... could be another couples of throuples moments. Like, we're really throwing our applications out there as singles. Like, I how just... would y'all feel about it? I don't know. Um, I don't like to share. <laughs> Like, if I share, it's, like, probably someone I don't really like that yeah. much. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So just, that. you know, <laughs> hall pass type thing. Yeah. Um, but that's – yeah, that's my final answer. That is my final okay. answer. Okay. Mm. We are getting to two hours. So we're okay. going to start to wrap this I don't even get to say Joey. Up. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. No, this is, like, yeah. Okay. No, so wrap it up with this yes. – your la- okay. last and final my my last one is Joey, who's The Bachelor currently, and there's, like, two reasons for that. One reason, I just think he's beautiful. I don't know. That's – he reminds me of a certain somebody in my life, which I will not name or even reference, but you should know who I'm talking about. I've talked to you about him. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they yeah, look yeah. so similar. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. like, the one that I yeah. think is cute, too. Yeah. yeah. Except Joey's Ooh, just taller. Yeah. And, um, then Joey's for me, too. Yeah. <laughs> Let's throw up all that shit. And, like he's a Gemini, and the way that he talks to people is like so non-Gemini like. Like I was watching this with um with my with I guess our friend Erin, who's also a Gemini, mm-hmm. and yes, the way that she was like, I would respond to that so differently. I was like, yeah, and he just like holds so much space for people and is like super slow with them and is really just like feeling them out and is just nice and i know like the standards are low these days so yeah but um he's just no we got no we're keeping the standards high yeah hi 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 to this guy i want to be all the time reality is my clients take up most of that response for me and i I try my best to do it in other spaces (laughs) like i can't fuck with this so uh, part of me is like oh he's like kind of goals like he's like an evolved gemini like that's what he reminds me of and he's also just beautiful there's all this stuff on tiktok about his like whether he has like jaundice or something in his eyes but oh my god beautiful i still think they're leave his eyes alone (laughs) and he is like my number one it may just be like a 
vitamin like deficiency. Yeah. Or I think it's like if you serve too much. I don't know if you serves or whatever, but mm. um and it's none of my business. So I'm gonna stay it's out of it. It's none of our business. Um and mm-hmm. I'm just gonna say <laughs> And that's not that's not the eye that you're gonna be looking at. Come unhinged. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, I do know what you're saying. So he would be my number one big. He is just. Uh, okay. Yeah. I've never watched a Bachelor season like this. Like, I'm like this close to the screen. I'm like, what's going to happen? I never wanted to be one of these girls more than in my life. But anyways, moving on. Um. Okay. I want to mention something. Like, before we move on, we're going to play one more game and then we're going to wrap it up. But – Wrap it up. <laughs> Wait, we love protection here. <laughs> okay, there we go. Delayed, but need to talk to my sound guy. Um, um. So, speaking of, you know how I was talking about, like, okay, what, what can I like kind of glean off of these different like relationships mm-hmm. on Bravo or like on reality TV, and just kind of pull out like I want that in my, you know, in my relationship or whatever. I was weird about it at first, but Carter and Paris, mm. I kind of just like, at first I was like, is he clout chasing? Da, da, da. But then I did more research on him and he totally has his own yeah. money. They're like, like worth he's very just a amount of money when it comes to net worth. Yeah. It seems like he just like truly like has had a crush on her forever and finally got what he want, which makes me feel like maybe I'll get Jason one day. But um, dream big friends, dream big. Like um, a Nick Cannon moment. Total yes, like even if it's just for a little bit, we're not having twins, but like, come on, yeah, let's do this. Like, just to say, I did, yeah. But um, I just there's something about him where like I was looking at something where she was DJing a poppy event, like you know the drink mm-hmm. poppy, and he's behind her while she's DJing, and he's hopping up and down, and he's like dancing, and he's and even if you watch like Paris in Love, like he does sometimes be like reel it in, reel it in. Because she does – like, he does know that she deals with, like, ADHD and, like, she's, yeah. like – you know, she's very creative and and he's just, like, so fucking supportive. Like, he is just, like – he is her number one fan. He is supportive. He wants to make sure that, like, she – he pushes her to go past her comfort zone, like, in a positive way. And I just – like, that's a good partner to me. Yeah. And I just love it. Yeah. And I have a little bit of a theory behind that, which is, like – you know, just a theory, but um, because I remember like the Tell. only time that I really was kind of like, of course, I have not watched all of it yet. Still, I need to get on that because it's like I feel like with things I love, I like. To take have you got time. to second season or no? No. See, with things that I that's love, where I, take I my started time. to like him more. Okay. That's why I, where I started to like him more because the first season I was like with them at the like before they're getting oh, married. Yeah. I was, I was just feeling about a little like say that that like it's lunch creepy. they have when she goes to visit his family. <laughs> And yes. he's like almost like humiliating her a little bit. It's just yeah. I hated that. I think yeah. that um because of just like her trauma and her life, like she needs someone who's a lot more and because she has ADHD, someone who's mm-hmm. more structured, someone who can yeah. kind of like provide that scaffolding for her so that I mean she's already so successful, she doesn't really need it. And also it would only like scaffolding, you're just going to push you further. And I think that that is something that is displayed really beautifully in that show. I love that show so much. So I got to get back to to watching it. Um, you have to. And so we can talk about it too. Um, okay. We're going to do three rounds. 
of Mary F. Banish, mm-hmm. right? Like pulling from traders. Okay. I'm going to take from three different shows that we are currently watching, both of us. Okay. And I'm going to name three guys from them. And we're both going to say which ones we'd marry, which ones we'd F, which ones we'd banish. And not all of these are going to be fun. So let's go. Okay. First one, Michael, name a show that you're watching right now that I'm also watching. Let's start with the good one, Vanderpump. <laughs> this is going to be so good. Okay. <laughs> Tom Sandoval. James Kennedy. Does it have to be people that are on it now? Do anybody. Jax Taylor. <laughs> oh, my God. This is a good one. That's so hard. Should I go first? Yeah, you go first because I'm going to need some time. I'm going to okay. need some rationalization right now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to – well, clearly I'm going to banish Tom Sandoval. Um, He will get nowhere near me nor my lady parts. Um, I will – I will bang Jax Taylor because as you called me out in that one episode, I used to like think that that was – that used to be like my type. Um, and <laughs> I would marry James because we all know how much I love James. I think that he's a work in progress and I love a project. <laughs> okay. Um. <laughs> I can rationalize anything. Exactly. But did you know, I, I love it. I'm like trying to think. I, I, I know this is a hard this one. This is a really hard one because I am not. I know, it's an evil yeah. one. You know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get myself canceled. I think that I would, um, I think that I would, I'm going to start with Mary. I'm a Mary Jax. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, you know, I did this on purpose. I'm sorry. I'm so evil. It, you know, um, you know, since everyone else has done it, I'm going to, I'm going to fuck um, Tom Sandoval. And then okay. uh, I'm sorry, but James is banished. I, <laughs> I already knew. Yeah. I already knew. <laughs> <No. laughs> I love our rationalization. I was like, I love a project. You're like, since everyone else has done it, why not? No, <laughs> okay, like, give me another. It's, it's for the community. It's for the community. This is community service. Yeah. <laughs> okay, two, we need to do two more shows. Okay, give me give me another show. Um, Southern Charm. Okay. Um, let's go with our main. Oh, actually, no. Shep, <laughs> I'm gonna do an evil thing again. Shep. Whitney Austin. I wasn't going to put Craig in there for you. I thought you were going to put, put Thomas easy. in there for a second, but. Oh, shit. Okay, wait. Well. Whitney's, Whitney's bad enough. I. Okay, okay. He's bad. Thomas yeah, Thomas is like, is like so really bad. bad. <laughs> like, that's evil. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. okay. Okay, okay. So, yeah, okay. So, Shep, Whitney, Austin. Okay. Um, ugh. We're just taking all L's. There's like, well, there's only one. We're taking the yeah. L's. It's hilarious. Um, uh, I will. Oh. <laughs> uh, 
Um, okay. Do you want me to go first? No, because you went first last time. It's only fair. Okay. 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 I go first okay. this time. Um, I guess I'm gonna. I guess I'm gonna marry Whitney. Um, I guess. Okay. Um, I guess. Which one do I like? Uh, like a little bit better than the other one. I guess I'm gonna say. I'm gonna banish Austin. I've never liked him. He's always giving me the ick. And Shep. Oh, he reminds she, me of Connor. Yeah. <laughs> and Shep. Once again, you know, everyone else has done it, so might as well. Might as well. Okay. I'm going to also marry Whitney because I would love for Miss Pat to be my mother-in-law. Um, I would love to sit and drink bourbon and sours at her house and just, like, hang out with the dogs. That. that would be so, yeah. uh, like, luxurious. Mm-hmm. We're about to live a luxurious life, mm. and you know he has a trust. He already talks about it. Oh, so exactly. I'm there to marry Whitney. Um, I'm going opposite. I'm actually going to fuck Austin because I feel like I already have when, because I used to date Connor. Um, I, except yes, at least Austin that. is on yeah. TV. <laughs> like at least he can give me something. Um, I'm gonna ban a Shep because Shep, you didn't get here yet, and I'm. This is might be a spoiler alert, but like on this recent season, like there's a whole conversation, um, in the reunion about how Shep is a um selfish lover and does not care if his partner finishes and i don't fuck with yeah, that I'm, I'm like, at all i'm like already <laughs> regretting my decision like as soon as i said it I was and austin like, said the opposite and madison has said there was a reason i stayed with austin for a while okay well and then i'd like to find that reason out maybe i, I, I like really regret my like as soon as i said it i regretted it because i was like i should have given you that context yeah. well i don't even need it like shep is such an elitist prick and mm-hmm. Austin's like bad enough, but Shep is like way worse. So I would, in theory, like to do the same as you, but I already committed. So I'm just going to have to sit with that and stick with your, yeah, yeah stick with your decision. And it's just, and then we learn from it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Final show. Okay. Um, Ooh. <laughs> You're traumatized now because I'm like giving the really bad, really all the bad guys from each one. Um. Well, let's do. Um, well, we you know they did it on we Salt could Lake do City. Miami. Oh, Salt Lake City because yeah, because that's gross. They also did it on <laughs> exactly. They also did it in Bermuda. We, so yeah, okay. Let's theme. go to Bermuda. Yeah. Let's go back to Bermuda. We're on that beach right now. Um, we're on the beach. Ooh, okay. And okay, so Seth. Um. Oh gosh, Justin. Or who's another husband? My husband? What husband? Oh, other than Angie K, because I already know what you're gonna say about Angie K's husband. Um Oh, uh John Barlow. So there we go. Justin is Whitney's, right? Mm-hmm. I can't even remember his name. Um <laughs> that's how irrelevant he is to me. <laughs> irrelevant. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna banish Seth. I just don't want him to touch me. Like, that's somebody who I'm like, that triggers every little ick in my body. I'm so sorry, Meredith. Um, that's all for you, girl. You got it. That's all yours. We're going to banish the husband. Yeah. Um, I will. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to F Justin. I'm going to fuck him. And then I'll marry John. Because I feel like he'll just kind of like, you know, worship me and like 
tell me everything I want to hear and live in my delusion. And I want to get a little taste of that. So honestly, I'm going with the same. I'm going with the same because of the same reasons too. Like Justin, I'm like, I mean, I can get drunk enough really for anything. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's probably not a great thing to say, but um, I can get through anything. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, si se puede. Um, and <laughs> but, but I also think, too, like, I want to live in my own Delulu land. And, like, John already deals with someone who's just, like, so, like, go, go, go. Like, I'm my business first, this, mm. this, this. And I'm totally like that, except, like, I feel like I have a better personality. Yeah. And um, just a generally better you person. can already deal with that. Yeah, generally, like a better person at the core of my heart. But um okay, this has been so fun. We didn't even get to half of the shit that we were gonna do. Um so we'll bring that back probably for like our next episode just for funsies. Um to round everything out, I wanna do a final closing segment that's kind of like a rose and thorn. But instead of rose and thorn, we're gonna do our Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo, which is like our applause of the week, what like great thing has happened in Bravo. And or like in the reality TV verse, and then our rotten hail, which is like our f you to whatever situation or person of the week, right? So okay, starting with the Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo. My Bravo Bravo fucking Bravo this week is the announcement that our queen of Atlanta, Portia, is coming back to us, and if. The gods of Bravo are hearing my cry. Bring Phaedra back on as well. There's been rumblings from Phaedra herself that that has been a conversation. And if both come back this season, I will just be in heaven. <laughs> so that's my, that's my. I feel like it'd be a perfect time for Phaedra to come back to. Like perfect. perfect, especially after the traders. Yeah. <laughs> Lord. Not Egg and Sue. Not my Burgalicious. <laughs> oh. um, Do you have a Bravo, Bravo, fucking Bravo? Mine is um, Kiki calling out Lisa. That is, I know it's not like an yes. announcement. but queen. That... No, no, it's not an announcement. It's like anything no. that's happened on like the shows or anything. That's perfect. Mm. Kiki is such a queen. Also, by the way, Kiki wiping her tears with a dildo Mm -hmm. is like truly just me as a meme. I know. (laughs) And like the way that she shut Lisa up so fast, she's like, I don't even know the name of my son. Mm hmm. Her daughter. Yeah, well, no, she said she has a son and a daughter. Oh, really? Yeah. She has I thought two she kids. said his daughter. And she said specifically she her son. Kids? Her daughter's name is Summer. I know that. I don't know her son's name. Yeah. Um, but she said in that scene, unless I'm wrong, you can call me out if I'm wrong, but I remember her saying yeah. my son. And then my brain Lisa's hurts. like. <laughs> we shut up. Mm, yeah. Like, so Lisa good. is ridiculous. Um, oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's a good one. That's a good call out. Okay. Raw and hell for the week. Hmm. We've been quite I feel a like bit. there's always so many yeah. <laughs> um i would say a minor two my that we've already talked about like the sandoval pity party mm. i'm not here for it and not here for i'm just not here for it and then i would say the marcus and larsa thing it's like honestly i'm not taking anything y'all do seriously and like leave me alone and get off my feed because 
I feel like it's a PR stunt and it's gross and annoying. Yeah. At this point, the one thing that Sandoval can do is just get off a TV, go into some sort of like hiatus and, or I don't know, hiatus, like go into, go heal, go heal, or just at least take the time to just not have your like face all over everything and like, I don't know. And like reflect maybe. I don't know. Like, I don't really have much. I don't know if he's capable. Because there was like a point Mm -hmm. where I was like almost like listening to his, I listened to parts of his podcast and it seemed like there was like room for something. And then just like recently with his appearance on like the vile files, be all files or whatever. It's just, it's not giving anything. It's, it's been a year now and there's like little to no growth. And he's shown no growth. Like absolutely none. Actually, it's like regression. It's almost like he's leaning into it. So somebody who's really huge on nuance and, you know, giving people room to grow and I just don't see it. So that accountability should be, he should just disappear. I mean, talk, talk whatever you want about about Rachel. Fame is not right. Yeah. Yeah. And she's doing what's best for her. So like, exactly. Honestly, he should follow mm-hmm. in those footsteps, but not follow her. Yeah, leave her leave alone. Her alone. <laughs> like, you truly, like, did enough. Like, yeah. she's at least kind of coming back, you know? So, um, I, yeah, totally. I agree with that, Rotten Hell. All right, y'all. Thank you for sticking around for two fucking hours <laughs> of listening to us. But hopefully this was, like, a fun love version. Hopefully you learned more about us. Hopefully, well, honestly, this is why, this episode is probably why I'll stay single because any potential suitor that listens to this will be like this person is terrifying <laughs> but um i love y'all babs remember to love yourself first and don't forget to follow us on instagram um that is bravo at bravo therapy pod on tiktok yes i started it <laughs> and that's just bravo therapy and make sure to dm or email me with any of your bravo therapy stories at low at bravo therapy pod.com love you all so much love you michael to the moon and back and it's always so fun when you're on I know. I, truly, I I can't I can't be blamed for how much I talk. I'm sorry, y'all. It's get us both together. Yeah, and it's, exactly. Here we are at two hours. But hopefully, listen to this one on a road trip mm. or on a working out or on a long jog or wh- whenever you have enough content for two hours. Exactly. You're welcome. All right, y'all. Love you much. Bye. Bye.